Fun show alert. If you are in Minneapolis this weekend, Jeff Asmus is recording his special at Sisyphus Brewing. Tickets are at sisyphusbrewing.com. He is genuinely one of my favorite comedians to watch. He's incredible. Go get your tickets. Go to a show. You will love it. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, how are you? Across from me is country western legend, and too many words in every verse, uh, legend. Well, whatever. It's Cyrus Amundsen. Hello, brother, it's good to be here, and let me tell you something. I'm happy America's out there voting, because the sooner America votes, the sooner I can get back to watching my conspiracy stories on the YouTube without all these fucking advertisements. I need it to stop. <laughs> this is my new Christmas. Stop sending me text. I can only text so many people to suck my dick. Like, oh, yeah. have you voted for both sides texting me? Where are you getting your information? All of you suck my dick. I don't want to. I just want to know what the ancient Egyptians were really up to. I don't need to hear about Steve Shabbat or J.D. Vance or Tim Ryan. I just, let me have my story time. I just, I'm, it's, I need, I need elections. To, here's what we need, brother. I say we eliminate elections. That's probably not right, but I'm, I'm <laughs> fucking done. If somebody was like, hey, you guys, we're going to reanimate Fidel Castro. Castro? Castro oil? Ca- Castro? Castro. Castor oil. Castor oil. We're going to reanimate. By the way, Jeff Dunham, for sure, somewhere in a notebook, has a puppet idea, Fidel Castor oil. Yeah. Yep. There's there's no question. (laughs) Just a little Fidel Castro sitting on his knee with grease dripping out of his hair. (laughs) Just like. Yeah, it looks like Rudy Giuliani at the press conference (laughs) with his hair dye. I'm here to dictate to you, Mr. Dunham. And everybody's like, that's really great. That's really great. Clean, fun. (laughs) Family fun. Um, I'm going to talk to you. I can't keep going. Why hasn't he gone down the dictator route? Do you know how many funny dict like a Hitler dict like a Mussolini? You got that Duterte dickhead down in the Philippines. Dunham, it's time for you to step in to a little edgier persona and just start putting some of the all-time dictators uh, on your knee for a show. Yeah, and don't forget. I mean, you could also. This would be interesting. He has Ahmed the dead terror. Stop. You don't get to start. I can see you ramping up and let me finish my thought. He's got Ahmed the dead terrorist on one hand. And then literally he has a potato looking puppet with a little tiny mustache. And he has it on his. He has a boner. Sure. And he has it stuck on there. And then that's his new dictator (laughs) presentation so now he's got two puppets that's probably better and and obviously Ahmed the terrorist hates this new character so there's a lot of tension there that's way better I was just gonna say what if we put moose horns on a Mussolini doll and you know really cute it up 
uh, you know, some of Earth's greatest atrocities. I think he'd be good at that. Uh, hey, everybody, this is Mussolini in the morning, and uh, we got everybody I killed in the hot seat. You know that that's going to be over a million hot seats here tonight. It's Mussolini in the morning. We'll be right back. He wasn't a dictator, but uh, Genghis Khan. What, what's, uh, what, what can we do with Genghis Khan? on uh jeff dunham's <laughs> what am i, I playing the worst improv game chad let me throw one at you genghis khan and go freeze that's what i would do non-stop if i was in any sort of improv class i would just i would be the one yelling freeze instead of the audience so so i i think i'm i got pushed to my edge because i uh saturday jenna and i had a date we had date day and uh, just like any, you know, great date, I took her to the Ohio Valley Antique Mall yeah. to see my people and, and buy some treasures. And so mm-hmm. we hoofed around uh, the Antique Mall, got some goods, uh, bought a Ghostbuster stuffed animal because I'm 38. And stuffed animal doesn't seem right, but they don't, I guess plush toy is the proper term right because it's not an animal it's the ghost with the circle around it i've never seen that in a stuffed animal so i just carried that around the store and people looked at jenna like thank you for bringing him here this is probably a good day for him and (laughs) so i got that we found a a hard cover like from the 80s or early 90s a hard cover simpsons comic book but it's all in spanish los simpsons uh, so that's yes. that's a really big win, and then I think this is what this you're gonna love this one. We were in this one booth thing or whatever they're called, and this guy had all the bobbleheads from now. I'm gonna screw this. What which one was Justin Timberlake in? In Sync or Backstreet Boys? He's in Sync because they use the last letter of everyone's name to spell In Sync. Timberlake? That's the only thing I know about them. Where's Justin, the-, uh, the first, beg your pardon. The last letter of everyone's first name in the band, they came up with Sync. Big Sync head over here, guys. Now, I also don't know anyone else's name, but I, I'm almost positive that's how they spelled it. Oh, I know their names, and you're going to know, you're going to recall one of their names. So they had, they had from the 90s or early 2000s, Best Buy, you know, the electronics store, Best Buy brand in sync bobbleheads. And the only <laughs> one they didn't have was Justin Timberlake. So I obviously bought the Joey Fatone. Uh, Joey in sync in sync. So I bought the Joey Fatone and I bought it because I know we were talking about the Gergamu championship and getting a belt for that or a jacket. But, you know, we compete in a lot of stuff. And now that I have a big buck hunter machine, I do believe there will be a big buck hunter tournament when you're down here. And I think okay. the trophy for that should be the traveling fatone. So I do have Ooh, I do have yeah. a traveling fatone that will leave with whoever wins the big buck hunter tournament. I suppose I should start thinking about where I'm going to put it. I also, you know, this is going to sound judgmental, but I just, I it, it's not meant to be. But they had a giant Garfield cookie jar. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I was a big Garfield kid, huge Garfield kid, saw mm-hmm. the cookie jar, made an audible noise that bummed Jenna out like a <gasps> one of those. 
Yeah. And uh, then had a disagreement about whether or not we can have something like that in our house. It wound up in our cart. And then as we were coming to the front of the line, another guy saw it in our cart and really like, oh, that is good. Oh, that's a good find. And then he and I made eye contact. And I was like, bummer, bummer. <laughs> like I'm not even because he and I are the same guy, but I don't think we should be that guy as a collective. I don't think we should be the Garf that excited about a Garfield cookie jar in the Ohio Valley Antique Mall. So we did we did return the Garfield cookie jar. So instead of offering it to this man, you just brought it back. Well, I didn't. Here's the thing. I didn't. I'm not that quick with my decisions. He said that we looked at each other. And I don't think he, I don't, I saw it and I was like, man, we got to grow up. This isn't good for us. And I think he saw it like, I'm a, give me that Garfield cookie jar. And so, but it took me a second to finally decide because it's hard for me to part with things that I want. So yeah. by the time we did that, it was, it's a huge building. I wasn't going to go on a search party to find him. Sure. I think that he said that to you and then you looked at him and you saw the salt deposits on his cheeks from dried tears before he got to this place. And you were like, I don't want to have anything in common with that person. So I do think you're being judgmental and I think you're being a little shitty. And I think you put back something that you wanted because you didn't want it to remind you of this sad man. And I know I, you're right, but Jenna, there was so much going against me. There was so much going against me. People, you know, I'm an adult man caring uh, Ghostbusters stuffed animal wearing sandals with socks around the Ohio antique. And like, that's not the place where you want to be looked down upon. Trust me. And that's the feeling I have the whole time. That makes there. sense. Jenna's casting darts at everything I pick up. So yeah, did I break and go against something I wanted? Yes, I probably did. Sure. Now, let me ask you something. When Jenna... And this is personal. When Jenna takes her clothes off, let's let's say that she is banging on the banging, banging body. Well, I'm <laughs> listen. I don't know that. I'm not going to even con consider talking about that. But I'm asking. I'm just here this. to. I'm not going to sit here. I'm going to advocate for my wife. Of course you are. When she's on the bed and she is she is removing articles of clothing. When she when she rolls those underpants down <laughs> what noise do you make do i'm you make not a noise? comfortable having this conversation what if it was boy <laughs> well my here's, here's, here's why i'm asking the fact you this. here's we, why i'm asking you this. but let me tell you something we start sex standing up that's we've always done that like i gotta start it's got us the romance has got to start maybe she's in a chair maybe we're like we, i i romance her i'm not gonna like start on the bed if you think you, how long have you known me? The comical idea of watching Honestly, too long. somebody lay on a bed and pull their clothes off. You think that I'm going to just like let that happen and not, you know, say swing like I'm in Wayne's world or something. Okay, time it's out. Just, now, I'm not I saying, do that. I, listen, I'm not saying that it starts when starts someone's earlier. laying down. Sure. Okay. I, I'm saying that all this, all this. Now, let's take Jenna out of this. Let's just say a, a human being, someone okay. else. My mistress. All of the all of the clothes are gone. 
except the underpants. Okay. And then I just hate that you're calling them underpants. Are there any other options here? Something about there are tons. Un- something about underpants is really hard. So my mistress is on the bed, and she has her has her feet flat on the bed, so okay. her knees are up. Okay. And she does like a little bridge. So the only things touching the sex are bridge. the back yep. of her shoulders. Yep. And the bottom of her feet. Yep, sexy And then she, t- she takes her thumbs, puts them on the outside of her hips. Really and starts descriptive. To shimmy, starts to shimmy those underpants down. This is a really descriptive image. My question for you is, do you think any woman doing that wants to hear one noise, and then when you see a Garfield cookie <laughs> jar, you go... <laughs> that's not the noise I made. That's a very well. well, well we're very close. To no, it. you, you, Justin, ma- rewind us back. You rewind us back. No, Justin. that you, you made American Pie. You know, early ejaculation noises. Mine was a <gasps> the one. Oh, which now that I'm yeah. saying it is also not. If we're saying what you're saying is, but you don't know what noises I make. What if I just made... That's why if, I, I know I don't. That's why I started this whole fucking thing by asking you, what noise do you make? And you go, boy, oh, 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 That's what you told me. That was a funny thing. You told thing. me that. That was a Listen, funny thing Listen, when, when a woman shimmies those things off You want to know what I really like that, do? You stop. My when eyeballs sh- pop out of my head and my tongue rolls all the way to the ground and my ears go, ha-hoo-ga, ha-hoo-ga, like a cartoon fox. I don't believe you at all. And I think, listen... I think that you should react to when someone does that as if they're opening the briefcase on Pulp Fiction. There's just this glow about it. I think it should really be. I mean, listen, the truth is you and I both, if that were to ever happen to us, we should just for a second believe in heaven and like a bunch of other shit. You and I don't deserve that kind of stuff. Deserve people taking their underwear off in front of us? Not like that. I deserve it. I think you deserve it. He, everybody deserves it. Everybody <laughs> deserves love and intimacy. I, I'm i more of a, like, I, I'm, I, I get more into the, when the up top comes off. Or, oh, you know, yeah. that's, I like that. But what are we talking so to, about? To be, the point. Well, I'll tell you something. No, no, no. To be clear, you have a problem with underpants, but you just called a brassiere an up top? Well, you just called it a brassiere. Yeah, it's what it's called. Anyway, so I... Have got all my my trophies for the day. Okay. And I don't know what was going on at the Ohio Valley Antique Mall on Saturday, but they had like four people working. One last thing before we keep going. Is it I about fucking underpants? It is actually. God it's, I think every it. time that anyone, your wife or your mistress, takes off their underpants and throws them at you, I think that's where you, I think you should put them in the uh, Garfield cookie jar. And I think that's the perfect, I think that's the perfect reason to have a Garfield cookie jar is an underpants collector. Is it the movie Roadhouse where like a stripper takes the underwear off and flings it and it lands on Swayze's face? Is that Roadhouse? Am I remembering that correct? Or is that the movie Cocktail? What am I thinking about? I don't know why I brought that up. So I'm in line. I'm in line <laughs> at the 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 mall. So they have like this round counter. It's not aisles. It's one big like it's three fourths of a square, right? And there are registers 
all around the three-fourths of the square. So it's one big line, and when it's your turn, you just go to whichever register's open. And yeah. it's something about, I'd never really been there at this time on a Saturday before. It's something about maybe the age of the employees who work there, but they're, you know, very slow. Because everything in an antique mall has to be wrapped up carefully. And then they're doing this thing where, like, they go for all, like, they finish, regu- they, they get your money, and then you're, like, watching these guys walk behind the counter like yeah and say you know that's nice to hear about your grandkids i hope you like they're having it's just taking fucking forever yeah i i was uh, at a grocery store in phoenix once and the the person that was checking everybody out was old and then the person in front of me was old and they were talking about every fucking thing you could imagine one lady had a quilted circle pinned to her shirt and they had to figure out, well, are you part of the quilter's corner? Like all this shit. And then it took them both forever to bag their groceries. I mean, it was so long. I watched people that I watched walk in, get a full cart, go to another line and check out before me. That's how long I was in this goddamn line. And then finally it's my turn and the lady goes, well, how are you? And I just looked at her and I go, older. <laughs> It was way too much conversation. It's like, I mean, I understand people need to bond with people now more than ever, but let's fucking get going at the grocery store. Okay, so I'm just tell you that to tell you I feel your pain. This is not an exaggeration. I know I'm an exaggerator. This is not an exaggeration. The line is so outrageously long and slow. We were in it for a half an hour. That's a lot. It's like every new person that goes, it's at least a minute or two before another new person goes. And we are way back. We are way back. And when we got in, when we got in it at first, no big deal. We're just like, this is going to suck. And then people get behind us and we get, there's a guy behind us who's just like talking to everybody. But at first it's just, (laughs) he's just talking and it's just, it's annoying, but I don't have a problem with it. Right. And as we get a little further along, he brings up politics and then Mm -hmm. he engages the couple behind him. And then the woman who is sitting on a stool, who's not actually in the line, her person, she has somebody in the line saving her spot with all of both of their stuff. And she's just fucking sitting on a stool hanging out. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that strategy. And she jumps in. But then somebody else, somebody else jumps in and kind of opposes them. And then somebody. So it's like this six to eight person out loud political discussion uh, ranging from both sides and one fella who is on neither side. And, you know, it's interesting because it wasn't like heated or, you know, contentious. Oh, that's nice. But kind of. But also it was horrible. Like it was horrible. It was fucking horrible horrible i'm so sick of all the ads and everything and i'm just sitting there waiting in line so i can buy my ghostbuster plushie and i'm fucking mad in myself and i have a bunch of self-hatred because i returned the garfield cookie jar and now i'm listening to this fucking shit and i finally i turned around and i looked at the whole group this is this is no shit five six minutes into their conversation and I go, yeah, I think every president we've ever had is a lizard person. And everybody kind of laughs. 
and it broke the tension. You know, and everybody's like, I think there was this moment where everybody went, oh, what are we fucking doing? This is so sick. We're talking politics with strangers in an antique mall. And we all recognize that. And then I kept going. (laughs) (laughs) So you, you shot your shot. It worked. And then you doubled down for more. So when I turned to say the uh, lizard people thing, Jenna grabbed my wrist. She was like, please don't. Because she thought Mm -hmm. I was going to just go off on everything. And so she's like, please don't. So when I say the lizard person and everybody laughs, she like let her hand go, you know, just a little bit to trust me. Biggest mistake of all. Thank you. The moment she did. And I saw... I was so upset at being in the line and listening to these people and everything I was going through. I was like, no, it wasn't about solving this situation for me. It was about something else. And so I leaned into the character and I was like, I'm not joking. Every president since Abraham Lincoln has been, you can look up the theory online. I believe it. Reagan was a lizard. Carter was a lizard. First Bush was a lizard. Clinton was a lizard. I went all the way up to our current president just calling them lizards. And Jenna... I thought she was going to kill herself in the line. I thought she, and it got real quiet. When I turned around after that speech, it got real quiet for the last bit of time. We stood in the line. Everybody's like, hey, let's not let anyone know who we are or what we think because we can't trust fucking Dr. Lizard people up there. But yeah, it was. And, and let me tell you something. <clears throat> I bet you that they, they still, when you started that, thought, oh, this guy's kidding. But they slowly scanned down your body and saw you were wearing sandals with socks. And then all bets were off. They were like, this this man could go crazy at any moment. I'm a grown-up holding a Ghostbusters plushie with a Joey Fatone bobblehead and a Simpsons Spanish comic book. Nobody was doubting whether or not there was validity. Like, when I leaned in, everybody was like, yeah, don't fuck, don't talk to this guy, man. It would have been great if after you bought your things, you doubled back like to the edge of the line, but outside of it and started walking back until all six of those people held up your plushie and just screamed, I ain't afraid of no ghost. (laughs) Just really, really made them think about their decisions for the rest of their life. I just, I'm just ready. This is a good day for me. I'm ready for it to be over. I want to go back to my... I won't. And here's the thing. I ain't a billionaire, Chad. I ain't buying YouTube with no commercials. (laughs) I can't afford to go commercial free on YouTube like some silver spoon, cake eating, prissy bitch. So I just I'm win your elections. Go go do whatever you're going to go. Go do whatever you're going to do after having lied to all of us and just get off my YouTube. Now, I disagree with that. Please let me tell you why. I live in, everybody knows Minnesota. Well, not everybody, but some people know Minnesota. You know, let me start over. You know that I live in Minnesota. I do know that. We are from the same area. The closest city to me is Fargo, and that is in North Dakota. So I get North Dakota political ads because I get Fargo TV stations, and they are fascinating. (laughs) I have never heard anything like this in my life. They were going after one dude. And by the way, I don't know the political parties of any of these people. Let me be clear about that. I just love the the commercials. And so one of them was like, uh, 
This guy didn't bring his wife to the hospital when she was having a miscarriage. I mean, it, I promise you. I, I'm Okay, let me explain the next part of this. There is no exaggeration, right? Sometimes we admit we exaggerate for a laugh or whatever. I, I am, never told a lie in my life, brother. I am reporting the news right Okay, now. okay. So one of the things was, uh, yeah, and then it was like, and he had... He's paid, uh, paid his child support late several weeks in a row. <laughs> All of this stuff, but then... Do you pay child support on a weekly basis? I have no idea. Okay. But maybe he paid it monthly, monthly. and then was just like sure. a couple weeks late, whatever. Yeah. Then, then this is the one that got me. And he was heard calling his wife A, and then there's a beep... But you can still hear the k and the unt. I'm telling you, it is it is the shortest beep you've ever heard in your life. Here's what I'm going to do. Now I'm going to watch TV all day today, and I'm going to try my hardest to record this commercial because when he when he goes, and he was heard calling his wife a kibitent. I mean, it's like I can't even do it. It happens so fast. I was laughing so fucking hard. It was, it was insane. Oh, that's great. Now, the next two that I saw, I will tell you this. I thought that the first guy, the first commercial I saw, I thought he was conservative because he was like, um, he, and, and, and this is going to be a little loosey goosey, but the idea is he was like, I work for North Dakota. I work for veterans and the police and I was against uh, vaccine mandates, and I fought against them, uh, uh, va illegal vaccine mandates, and I fought against this, and I fought against the government doing anything, and I fought against people coming to get your guns, all these things, right? And then the next commercial was the person he was going against, and it was like, I'm surprised this guy doesn't suck Biden's dick. <laughs> He voted with Biden three times in the last four years. It was the funniest thing ever because I thought for sure the first one was a conservative uh, politician ad. And it's like, whatever, I don't care. But the fact that he wasn't, the, oh, fact, so that a, the fact that a liberal politician in North Dakota is like, I voted against illegal vaccine mandates. I voted against this. I voted against this. Because you can kind of sniff out who's who in these yeah, ads. Yeah. And I had no idea. It was awesome. And it would have been even better if the second guy would have been like, and he has been heard calling me a cunt. <laughs> I mean, it was just the, it was so good. I love political ads because they're that horrible. I could really get behind, if we could get some of that down here, just a personal battle. Like, he was seen at a restaurant eating off, of, you know, like, just give me, yeah. give me really personal, specific facts. That's really fun. The ones down here, there was this guy last year, this, you know, he just, fuck it, he always did his ads in a high school football stadium, which made me laugh. And he was like holding the football and he had half cocked football metaphors. I have no idea which party he was for, but I know uh, he was a dumb fucking person. And uh, <laughs> and you can't use football to fix everything. Yeah. I, In Texas and Ohio, you can. You want to know what one of the worst songs of all time is? And I mean bar none 
all time. Kenny Chesney is one of the funniest people to ever walk the planet. I love the whole, like, I'm kind of a country music. He's like, if you sucked all the talent out of Travis Tritt, but then let that person be mentored by Jimmy Buffett, uh, it's great. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. That's actually that's Jimmy Buffett. I don't. I think isn't, he sings isn't that Kenny, with Kenny Chesney, Chesney? Does he have a shaved head? Uh, he's very bald, and so he always and wears he, a hat. Does he look like me? I'm, and, and by the way, I'm just I'm not mocking this. I'm just trying to get. I'm trying to lock it in. Is he like maybe five six? He's very small. Yep. And then, but also, wasn't he one of the first guys to not have sleeves to show off his biceps? Yes. Okay, so now this is amazing because I don't know many, I don't know any of his songs, but I know exactly who you're talking about. So I'm ready to dive into this. I, I mean, all you need to know is that most pictures of him, like headshots, yeah, he's wears like, he's got one of those, now they're very famous. Like, you know when you see a guy in a straw cowboy hat and it's like curved up really hard and you're like, oh, that's a guy who just drank a bunch of beer and did some coke in a porta potty in the Caribbean near a beach, right? That's yeah, yes. that's Kenny Chesney's look, and his middle name. Fun fact, by the way, he had to go. Kenny Chesney is actually a really good country music name. Like, hey y'all, I agree. Yeah, I'm Kenny Chesney. It's good. His real name, little worse, Kenneth Arnold Chesney. That is very upper crust. It's a very. Oh, I was going different. I was going to say that sounds to me. Like someone who shot at a president. <laughs> he was uh, he was married to Renee Zellweger for a while. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. He he has a lot of really 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 bad songs. He was in the era where you know even when I really loved country back in like Garth Brooks and Clint Black like. That late 80s honky-tonk into the 90s, Dwight Yoakam, Travis Tritt, like that stuff. Um, he, Ch Kenny Chesney was really in the forefront of it. Be he was pre-bicep country, but I think he had to exist for bicep country to exist. Uh, and he had the, like, he. do you remember the song, She Thinks My Tractor's Sexy? No. You had to have heard that in some shitty grocery store somewhere. She thinks I'm not my sure. tractor sexy. The only, the, the only song I remember from that era is, is it Don't Leave the Girl? Uh, don't or, Take the Girl. By, don't, don't, don't Take the Girl. Okay. By Tim so by McGraw, who? brother. Okay, so Tim McGraw can suck my dick because guess what? <laughs> uh, I was working in drywall at the time, and I was sitting in between two people that were like, on their last chance in life, <laughs> like if they did anything wrong, they were going to go to prison forever and maybe even be executed because people were like, fuck these two. And that song came on the radio and I started crying in between the two of them. Because if you've never listened to Don't Take the Girl, it is fucking miserable. So it starts off, I think I remember this, it starts off where the um, little boy... Uh, Fishing with his dad. He always yeah, goes so he goes, yeah. yeah, he goes, uh, hey, my daddy is taking me fishing <laughs> when I was 10 years old. Something like that. And that's then he really, goes, that's spot on. And then he goes, uh, he's, 
you know, the, the dad's saying like, oh, we should bring this little girl. And he goes, don't take the girl. Yep. But then this motherfucker through like four verses starts to fall in love with her. They get married. They have kids. Wait, wait, wait. She- nope. You're missing the second. The second one is he's out on a date with his girl and fella comes up to rob him. Just give me all your money and a gun. Oh, he goes, yeah. take my wallet, take my watch now, have anything that you want. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then he says, don't take the girl. Don't take and then the next the one is they're married and she gets cancer. And he is praying to God about don't take the girl. And she fucking dies anyways. Does she die? And I thought, wait, 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 wait. I thought, and maybe my hick memory is off. I thought she was giving birth to their child. Oh, and that's the probably child right. is born healthy, and then all of a sudden, in the dog, the doctor's like, "But she's fading fast." Like I've never heard yeah, someone okay. sing a doctor's that's bad right. news like that before. Yeah, that is. You are correct. I'm. I'm just kind of making this up as I go because I don't remember. Because I was weeping in front of two fucking felons that could have shivved me with a toothbrush at any moment. It was horrible, and so. Uh, that's the only song I remember. And I, I refuse to listen to country after that. Cause I'm like, well, wh- wh- is this what it is? It just makes you cry in front of two people that open, uh, drywall mud boxes by punching through them. Jesus Christ. No, thank you. He also is a big, there's this big trend in country where people like, you know, y- your life was good. Don't, you know, don't forget it. Hey brother, don't forget how good you have it. And don't, you know, rush through it. Like, that's uh, that's been a trend forever. Don't rush through life. There's uh, Alabama, I think, had a song like, I'm in a hurry to get things done. Well, I'm rushing, rushing to life, no fun. That shit, right? Yeah. And then you have... I, mean, I, I will tell you this. I think I believe and agree with a lot of country lyrics. Yeah, you do, brother. It's the music. My favorite one is the type of you dancing know that they do politician cross town. His wife's a big old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. They then there was uh there was this song like uh called Then They Do about we've talked about that on the show about kids growing up. Kenny Chesney was really big on he had this huge song that you remember when I sent you the uh, the cameo of Butterbean. Yes. Yeah, I sure do. And I went that direction uh, of something, which was something nice. The other thing I almost did, uh, but I didn't know if it would be too hard for you. I thought it'd make you laugh, but I was worried it might push you over an edge. I was going <laughs> to make a music video set to the song, There Goes My Life by oh, Kenny Chesney. Heavens. And K- Kenny Chesney did the same thing as the... Uh, Please don't take the girl song where it's like mm-hmm. verses are stages of the song. So stage one is okay. like he's this young kid and he's just living his life. And then his girlfriend says he's pregnant. and He goes, there goes my life. Like, there it goes. I was going to live this whole great life. And then verse two is like, you know, everything's busy. And here comes this cute little girl stumbling through the house. And he points at the little girl and he goes, there goes my life. And then. The last verse is she's packing up her car and she's heading out oh, to the. Oh, you fucking twat! Chad, she's she's packing up her car and the thing is and heading out to the west coast. Yeah. And then he starts singing, "There goes my life." And I was I had a doll set up. 
I for the baby part, I was gonna do a music video and just send it to you, but I was like, if this is the reason Chad kills himself, I can't. I don't want to have that. It, I I mean, that's a pretty funny story forever, but I didn't want that on me. It is. Did you ever watch Game of Thrones? I haven't yet. No. Okay. So there's. Um, I mean, I, I, listen. It's been too long. I don't feel bad about spoilers. So there are dragons involved. Everybody knows that. And whoa, there's a knight. whoa, whoa! You shut spoiler up. You alert! Shut your face. Dragons. And there's, a, there's a dragon king, who can throw a spear so far. You're like, well, what the fuck is this? That's ridiculous. Did I say dragon king? I said knight king. There's a knight king that can throw a spear super far, and you go, well, that's horseshit, right? Nobody could throw a fucking spear that far. But then when you just told me that story, I thought to myself, well, maybe somebody sent the Night King a video after his daughter went to college. And now I think he could throw a spear that far because I would have thrown a spear from where I live to Ohio through your fucking, you know what I would have done? Oh, this would have been great. It would have come through your house, through your neck. So it's like a little, a little tip of the cap to choking. And then, and then I would have hit the muskrat. And so it was basically then two Jenna rats, called. one, two rats, one, uh, yeah, yeah, one spear, one spear. And Jenna would have called me and been like, you just, you just made everything better. Thank you. I can finally take off my underpants and <laughs> in peace and quiet around here instead of, yeah. So the whole point of all this was Kenny Chesney put out one of the worst songs in the history of music. And it was an ode to high school football called the boys of fall and this is going to enrage you chad you know how sometimes when somebody that you maybe don't think like i i respect kind of talent around the board like i think it's hard to be famous it's hard to be successful it's hard to be creative and artistic so i'm i've never been one of these people except for edm where i just i'm like you i don't think what you do is of value I'll tell you this. Uh, you know that I don't like a lot of uh, new country. I like old Texas honky tonk. I like ugly dudes singing songs about drinking whiskey and getting in fights. Yeah. I love and repairing relationships. I love that shit. But I will tell you, Chris Stapleton. Well, yeah, is, he's, I think he is king shit of fuck mountain man. Yeah. Well, he because he, he fits with those old guys. He is unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Give me give me some guy with one of those alcoholic noses. You know, with the big bubbles on it. And, you know, scars underneath his beard with, like, a a real cowboy hat. Like, well, I broke yeah. my nose defending Rose. And, I'm, you know, give me some of that. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff, yeah. Give me some of that shit. But, but what I was getting at is he. this is going to, I think, enrage you. I was just setting the table. I'm sure. He had an album that he titled Hemingway's Whiskey. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> You know how I feel about Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> yeah, you and Kenny Chesney, and I think you're both uh, you're both big Hemingway fans, and I do think no, it, I, I I do think that Kenny Chesney. I do believe that he lived in Key West with Renee Zellweger. I think they had a place there, and that's like Hemingway's old stomping grounds because he would go back and forth to Cuba. So it's like maybe he feels a, a kinship with him, but uh, I don't know. Some of the lyrics you've told me so far don't feel very Hemingway esque. She thinks my tractor's sexy. You like that, Ernest? Is that a good one? I'm using your name. I'm using your name to name my album. So yeah. he, has, uh, he has a song called The Boys of Fall. And it's okay. an ode to high school football. And it is 
I think it's arguably a top 10 bottom. I mean, it's a bottom 10 song in the history of professional music. And I know that's a, that's an exaggeration, but I, I might stand by it in this moment. I think it's a bottom 10. It is so corny and silly and bad. I can't even, I, it's just very funny. It sounds horrible. Are you going to read any of it? I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm not. I just, um, I, just I just thought I'd, I don't know how we got here. I just, uh, we were talking about political ads and we were talking about the guy that's in the football stadium and you were talking about oh, boys yeah. of the boys of fall the boys and, of fall brother. And I, and I was talking about, uh, everyone, everyone is broken, but some people become stronger at the broken parts. That's Hemingway. And then you got, she thinks my tractor six. Okay. Okay. That's not fair. Okay. Hold on. That's not fair. Okay. Let, let's try this again. Why don't, here's what you do. You're going to read a Hemingway uh, lyric, okay? And then, well, they're not called lyrics, but that's fine. You're going to read a Hemingway lyric, and then I'm going to read a Kenny Chesney lyric. And, you know, before you go, you know, pretentiously judging Kenny Chesney, <laughs> let's, let's just make sure that they're, they're not more on the same page than we thought. So you read a short little Hemingway, and then I'll read a short little Chesney. Let's do dueling Hemingway Chesneys. Okay, that's fair. <clears throat> okay, here's... Here's one from uh, Selected Letters. Okay. The way to make people trustworthy is to trust them. Okay. Suntan toes tickling the sand, cold drink chilling in my right hand, watching you sleep in the evening light, resting up for a long, long night. I think that one's a tie. I think that one is a tie. Okay, that's fair. When people talk, listen completely. Don't be thinking what you're going to say. Most people never listen. That's pretty good. It's going to be hard to keep up with. This old guitar and my dark sunglasses, this sweet concoction is smooth as molasses. Nothing to do but breathe all day until the big moon rises and it's time to play. I think we're still tied. We got to find a tiebreaker here. These are the same sort of art. Okay. Let me... Um, okay. Well, this is kind of a fun one here. And this is... This almost sounds like a country w music lyric. Okay, well then maybe he's got a chance to win one. Always do sober what you said you'd do drunk. That will teach you to keep your mouth shut. It's pretty good. Um, That's like very Confucius-y. Now here's the important part about this one. It's in a Kenny Chesney song, so it's a Chesney lyric. It is sung by Uncle Cracker. When the sun goes down, we'll be grooving. When the sun goes down, we'll feel all right. When the sun sinks down over the water, she thinks Cracker's sexy when the sun goes down. Has Hemingway had uh, Uncle Cracker? Uh, has, has she had? I don't, I guess I don't he... know. I mean, I do feel like I am a Hemingway fan, but that information I don't have. And that lyric sucks so bad, I want to close my computer right now on you. <laughs> it fucking was the worst. So, so just, just to be clear, though, pretty close. That was pretty close. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> I would like to tell you that I just wrote... I got to write a country with so um Aaron Ratier is name. a singer-songwriter in Nashville and he has a podcast where he brings you in someone that is not involved in music. He brings you in and he talks to you for about a half hour and then after the discussion he we you both write a, a song together. Hmm. And and he goes, "Listen, it's like fishing, right? You're casting a line, some of them are good, some of them suck." So far, we haven't had too much luck. So 
Um, ooh, that was almost a lyric, wasn't it? That was almost a lyric. So then uh, I go in, and we're just chit-chatting, and I'm excited as shit. You know I love music. Yeah, this you is know a I big love the ideas. You, yep. This is like, this is right in my wheelhouse. And so I get in, and he goes, we're talking about stuff, and he's writing stuff down as I'm saying, and I go, ooh, shit. I'm saying some stuff that might make the song. This is nice. I'm like very excited. And he goes, uh, so what bothers you? And I was just like, dude, n- we can't start there because you said you're going to talk to me for a half hour. And this is, I've been in therapy for seven years. So this is like not even close. And so um, he goes, well, let, let's think about this week, what happened. And I go, well, somebody said hi to me on the airplane when I sat down. Of course, that's fine. But as soon as they start their life story back when they're in their single digits and they start telling it in real time, I grab my headphones, I keep eye contact, I put my headphones on and I alpha male them till they look away and then I listen to music. And I go, it's the same. He goes, oh, so you like, you use music to, to," and I go, yeah. And I go, I think everybody does. I go, that's why people go to bars that have live music. And when people are like, hey, this music's too loud. Can we turn it down? I'm always like, no, that's the whole point of us being here. No one wants to fucking listen to you. If I wanted to listen to you, I'd go to the great Ohio flea market or some shit, right? And so, so then he goes, oh, this is great. So, so I, used, I used the music. And we started writing stuff. We said, what do, what do other people do to, to get through the day? But I use the music. And he fucking, we wrote this whole song. And oh, first of it. all, Aaron goes, well, I'm not really a guitar player. You know, we're in Nashville. There are so many good guitar players. And then he picked up his guitar and just started picking like, like, and I'm like, okay, so you play guitar. And then um, we write this whole song, two verses, a chorus and a bridge. And here was the coolest thing. He, uh, when we were done, he sent it to me. I can't release it yet, but we will release it for sure. We'll put it on the Patreon. Oh, cool. And he said, um, he goes, I talked to the president of Warner uh, Recording, and he said, yeah, we're going to pitch this song. It was, so someone else could make it. Isn't that crazy to think? Yeah, it's the greatest. That's, should we become songwriters? That someone could, someone could take this out of the song bucket and just record it? And let me tell you something. I've already started telling people, like the flight back from Nashville... Somebody goes, oh, what do you do for a living? And I go, I'm a songwriter because it's already in me. It's taken over. It's taken over all the cells in my body. So, you know, like when I'm in traffic now, I, I get I get mad for a second. But then I'm like, well, this could be a potential song, Chad. You're a perfect songwriter. opportunity to write. Write it in the, the notebook. Perfect, yeah. Write it in the notebook. Cars passing me just like my life. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was Empty fascinating. Car, and I, I, he lost I really his can't. Wife. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like. I want to be a songwriter. I think it's very clear. You know what the real the real problem here for us is follow through. I already am a songwriter, so I don't have to follow through shit. Yeah, I but, am. My song is registered as a song that people can choose from to record. Now it's gonna suck when I come back on here in a year and be like, still nothing, still no takers. But that's fine. I have a song and it's already recorded, so I'm gonna put it as soon as as soon as Aaron Ratier gives me the uh, the green light. I'm gonna pu- I'm gonna put it on there. So did he sing it? Yeah, he. W- I couldn't do any of the stuff because of some sort of contractual deal. So here's my question. Oh, 
what if my brother Greg and I, so here's the thing. I would rather write fun, funny songs. And what I meant by follow through is, you know, about four months ago, we had the idea to do a full length Skeet McGraw album. And we have about six to eight half written songs. And, you know, that's probably where it'll die, like everything else that we've ever tried to do. But I do think that's something we both are very passionate about is a Skeet McGraw release. That would be fantastic. What if, are, how confident are you in this song you put together? Like if somebody said like, you got to enter this at the state fair in the song ratting contest, are you feeling good? Well, I'd take some more time. I mean, we only, we had a finite amount of time to finish it because that's the idea behind the, his podcast. Sure. And so there's no rewrites. There's no anything like that. It's like you're writing the first draft and recording it. See, I would like to have a songwriting contest with you where we each write a country music song and and we it has to be a real one. It can't be like the ones that we love to sing. Uh, and then that is who wins the Golden Fatone. Oh, interesting. Do you have to play your own instruments and sing your own song? No, no, no. I we're yeah, that's no, ridiculous. No, we're songwriters. We are I the know. men. Well, we aren't. I am. I am officially a songwriter. But what I'm saying is, do you have a musician that you can pair with to write a country to to produce a country song? Because I have I'm a brother. Sure. I and uh, Ooh, and a dad. Here we go. Do we do you want to have this competition with me? Sure. Okay, here's the big question. Do we get song do we get to get songwriting input from our musical partner or do we have to be I don't think be, so. Th- I mean, you have to be you have to be the lyricist on your own. So no input from them whatsoever. I mean, they Correct. can say like, "Hey dipshit, you don't know how music works." That's too many words in that sentence. Well, I mean, I almost shouldn't give you that because it would be a sweep win, but that's fine. So, okay. So let's do it. I don't know what the deadline is, but we're right now. We are let's both. Let's say Christmas. Let's say Christmas. Christmas. Can we announce the thing? Can we yeah. announce the thing? Let's do it. Okay. On the Patreon, we are doing a live. Hey, Bales is figuring out how to stream live. We are going to do a live Christmas episode on the Patreon. It is going to feature presence. It's going to feature an appearance by Ranta Claus, which we're very enthused about. Uh, and it'll be Chad and I streaming live, and then it'll it'll live on the Patreon if you can't watch it live. But it's free. We, uh, you know, the way the Patreon, if you guys aren't part of it yet, you go there, you sign up. All the there's free content like little videos and stuff like this. And then whenever we put out a full episode only, like a Cy learned it or a bonus episode or a questions episode. Those are a dollar thirty-five, and uh, we usually do one to maybe three of them at most a month. But this is going to be free, so all you have to do is come sign up for the Patreon. You can watch the streamed Christmas episode, and now we are going to finish. It sounds like the streamed Christmas episode with the live playing of these songs, and the uh, do we let the audience vote, and the winner gets the golden fatone? Sure. It feels like we're cutting a lot of our audience out. How about this? Well, I, I also don't think we should let our audience vote because with the messages I get in my DMs, I mean, we already know who's going to Yeah, it's you. Who's going to win because you don't, they don't like give me this self-deprecating. People, you are This isn't self-deprecating. No, no, no. I do I do an hour of stand-up comedy in front of people and they walk out and just go, "Hey, say hi to Sai for us." Yeah, that's just cuz I'm not there. 
Should we announce the other thing? No, not today. Let's do it a different time. Okay. All right, I love you. Goodbye. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m., so click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.